0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. It is crunch time right here at Combank Stadium on this Saturday afternoon. Brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu D Max is born to tow. Hi everyone, I'm Matt White. Welcome to our listeners across the SEN network, including SEN 11:70am in Sydney, SEN 6:93 in Queensland, SENQ, SEN 16:20am on the Goldie, and as well to our listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast as well. We're counting down to the start of the Eels versus the Bulldogs here in the NRL round 23 of the Premiership, of course, and also the opening round of the NRLW season where the Parramatta Eels will take on uh, last year's or this year's grand final winners, the Sydney Roosters. Alongside me, Adrian Presenko recovered from the COVID casualty <laughs> ward from last weekend, two-time Walkley Award winner and Parramatta fans believer with... James the Missile Magnuson, the former Port Macquarie Shark also bouncing back from COVID. I think you might have given it to Adrian. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) think so. (laughs) And whilst whilst Adrian's a Parramatta Eels Mm. believer, uh, Maggie is a disappointed Bulldogs fan who just wants one more shot. So we might have to pull up the big divide here in the Combank commentary box to make sure that you guys... Don't get it on. But you've got your, uh, you've got your, you've got your scarf going, missile and over. Yeah, now I'm coming in impartial, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there could
0: be some tension in the box here today. There could so. be
1: a lot. First, first he passes on the Curtis Roner, and then um, yeah, we've got 80 <laughs> minutes of football in front of us.
0: So. Are you nervous? I mean, seventh on the ladder, obviously. Missile, your season's gone, and it's all about next next year and beyond. But as a Parramatta Eel fan coming into this one seventh, you, you should sneak in, though, don't you reckon?
1: We should, but I'm, I'm still very nervous nonetheless, and particularly given the Bulldogs played really well and gave us a touch-up last time, so yeah, you, you want to find some form at this time of year, and Parramatta have been very up and down the last few months. How did you go with the Rona? Yeah, I was pretty knocked around, particularly those first couple of days, and I thought I'd done pretty well to um, dodge it for as long as I have, but... Obviously, being beside the missile. <laughs>
2: That's unconfirmed, by the way. Unconfirmed. It could even be the other way
0: around. I could have got it off Adrian. I'm not sure. It's a nasty one, isn't it? I've done some travelling over the last couple of days up and down to Melbourne and I've had the flu. So I've done, I reckon I've done more COVID tests in the last two weeks than I did throughout the entire COVID period. So I'm just negative Nelly the whole way. But how bad is it when you're sitting on a plane? And I, I, dead set, I had the biggest sneeze in me the other day. <laughs> and, and I was next to a cleaner file. So he uh, had the little he had the little wipers. Oh, and no. even when he rested his head up against the window, he actually wiped the window oh, before he rested wow, his head. Wow, and, mate, on. I could not hold it back. I had the mask on, obviously, but I just had to let rip. You would have had a heart attack. Oh, I thought, you poor bastard. <laughs> you poor bugger. So I did another one before I came out, still on the negative side. The, but flu, that... the flu just
2: quietly is way worse than COVID, in oh, my mate. opinion. I had the flu about a month. Ago and it knocked me. COVID, no, no issues.
0: Yeah, well, I've still got it. I mean, normally I can get through a flu pretty quickly. I think I'm the same as you. We were talking about it the other week. Have a sweat out and it's gone. Yeah, the, the sweat outs are going, but the the flu ain't. Like it's yeah, it's, right. still, it's still there. Have you yeah. done the fest treatment?
1: What
0: is that? Have you done that? I did that this morning where you you get the bottle of FES and it's got some mixture in, it, but essentially it's salty water. Mm. And you got to do it in the shower, so it's a bottle. I don't know, a couple of hundred mils, maybe. Oh, and you squeeze it up your nostrils You squeeze yeah, it up your nose, and you got that. to let it run out and come down the other side. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Which Have is you ever done that? Oh, mate, it's yeah, world well yeah. class. it
1: Doesn't sound uh, no, that no, no. inviting. Oh, yeah. it, no, it is, it is a it relief sounds like watching
0: Parramatta play in the back after the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't breathe the right way, if you try and oh. if you try and breathe out your nose, or you shut your throat on the way through, so the trick is Maggie, isn't it? You got to breathe through your mouth. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't go through the nasal canal. It'll go down the back of your throat right, good down your lungs oh, mate.
2: <laughs> so salty water is meant to cure all things it busts the hell out of your sinus,
0: sinus oh, wow. system wow yeah. yeah stops you sounding like all nasally yeah okay. exactly so i gave that a whirl this morning actually we, we should see if our listeners have got some good old ones you know some good old yeah. myths or or some of those great cures for the flu you know you've got your yeah eucalyptus oil I remember... I can't
2: remember what exactly it was, but I remember mum making me put my head over a bowl with a tea towel over my that's head one, and breathing... The is that eucalyptus? <laughs> eucalyptus oil in it. Yeah. Maybe she was just... But, was it right that she pushed my head in the water? Yeah, each no, time? no, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that sounds like that scene in Crocodile Dundee where the guys put all the in you. His... <laughs> uh,
1: what about the Vicks vapor Rub? Vicks vapor Rub's awesome. Yeah, Vicks
2: was good, and and it's Vicks like it's good. like
1: um, you know putting brute thirty three on as well. Afterwards, you're walking around and everyone's giving yeah. you the wide berth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they
2: still do Vicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just less popular because I was so popular when I was a kid.
0: 100%. Vicks We've... on the chest before school to
2: clear up the sinuses.
0: Yeah, I've done that. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Have you got any old uh, remedies for the old flu that's going around? Actually, could...
2: in rugby league-wise, we used to put a bit of Vicks on the top lip sometimes so you could breathe through your nose because when you've got a mouth guard and you can't breathe. So that was a football thing as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was this the same era you were putting the black uh, eye the boot, boot polish, polish. underneath
0: your yeah, eyes as yeah, well? Yeah. Which which didn't do anything. No. I, I still carry and I've got it here in my in what my Vicks? backpack. No, I still carry what? one of those little ones, those VIX oh. inhalers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you that's good gear. Give that a good old whirl and try yeah, and get yeah. the head cleared. Um yep. what about so, s- the eucalyptus on a
1: hanky is you and you put it that beside too. your pillow? Yeah. Jeez, we're getting, we're getting through a few
0: already. 26-22, the Panthers defeated uh, the Rabbitohs on Thursday night. And then last night, we uh, had some blowouts. So the Cowboys in full form against the Warriors, 48 points to four. And what about the Storm last night? 60 points to 12 over the Broncos. So we'll dig through those and go through the results and what they all mean in just a moment. But in terms of news, Adrian, the grand final um, backwards and forwards and was it going to stay in Sydney? Where's it going to end up? Was it going to go to Queensland? Um, Peter Volandi's pulling the old Melbourne gag at the start of the press conference, which was pretty <laughs> he, cool. He had a couple of us going there. I bet he did. I, I but, bet he know.
1: delivered it really well. Yeah, I was, I was there. It was myself and, and one of my colleagues from the Herald, and
0: we just had a quick look at each other and just got, nah, no. surely not. <laughs> nah. So, yeah, it's it's all about the pregnant pause afterwards, isn't it? Was it ever, do you think, you know, going to go away from Sydney for this season? No, no. I, thi- I think that it, it was a little bit of pantomime,
1: wasn't it? Like, yeah. we, we had to go through the dance, and he had to threatened to take it to Queensland in order to extract a little bit more cashola. Um, The word is that um, the New South Wales government belatedly stepped up with $8 million um, to keep it here. But now we've got a situation where we we could be going Super Bowl style, where it's up to the highest bidder. Um, Anastasia Palaszczuk has said that she wants to host up to three grand finals um, leading up to the Brisbane Olympics. And when you think that there's four teams now in Queensland, really one in four every four uh, years, we we should consider taking it up there. So yeah. there's not the cash incentive that, that you know that was there previously, and obviously we've still got that whole brouhaha with the infrastructure and the stadiums and. It was, pretty, it was a pretty telling dig. He said, don't have a bet with uh, Don Perrottet.
0: Like, uh, when you win, he's not going to pay out. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it was pretty clear what the NRL were doing in this whole situation. They were trying to maximise the bang for their buck from the government, playing the two governments who were in the fight at the moment off each other. So it's a, it's a classic negotiating tactic. But yep. in terms of what the governments wanted out of it, and was there any news out of, out of what New South Wales government was pushing for? As you say, Anastasia Palaszczuk is pushing for you know, numerous grand finals over the next 10 to 20 years. So what was the New South Wales government looking for, mate? Well, well the interesting thing is that having already reneged on the, the $800 million, they're
1: basically $300 million that they still haven't given a league that they've promised. There's even talk that some uh, cabinet ministers are pushing to scrap the Penrith redevelopment altogether. So, Three hundred? Yep, yep, which is, well, pro- it'll probably end up costing a lot more by yeah. the time <laughs> that's all done and dusted. So I mean the the New South Wales government have got a you know, history of shifting the goalposts. So one of the first things we said, have you got have you got your agreement for the grand final in writing? he said, Yes, we've got it in writing, so um, and and you need to and it's it's look, I understand the flood victims, but you know, I think it's pretty poor the way the, the government has played, you know, those parties against each other.
0: So at the end of the day the NRL grand final this year will be played at a core stadium in Sydney and then it's gonna be a a free-for-all. And I actually think out of what came out and all the pantomime drama that went through with it, I, I had the feeling that it was going to stay in Sydney and that would be about the number, around the $8 million. Out of everything that then transpired, from my point of view, I think the best news was what's going to happen next because I'm, I'm all for throwing it out there and taking it around. I can't see why the game that's expanding needs to needs to plant its number one showpiece, for the premiership that is, in the grand final in the one spot. So are you guys fans of the Super Bowl style? Yep, love it. If, if
2: my team was in the grand final, I would travel to any city in Australia to watch them happily and make a weekend of it. Um, you know how we spoke about the highest bidder. What what would something like a grand, NRL grand final generate for the economy? <laughs> well, it's
1: it's an interesting one. I don't know what the exact figures are, but the, the word was that um, Queensland was prepared to pay about $10 million for it. So, if we say that the New South Wales government will paid about eight, they could probably make up some of the difference just given they 've got an extra thirty thousand seats to sell yeah um, but in terms of a, a multiplier and what it means like it 's huge like it 's millions of, of dollars for for hotels for um, pubs, restaurants, yep. and the like So it 's a huge boost for whoever whichever city gets to host it.
2: The thing I never understand about having it at a, a core, and you know from even from a New South Wales government perspective which pubs and things are, is yeah. it generating out there? There's not much out there. Mm. Whereas if you had it, say, at the, at the new SFS, you know it's Paddington and Surrey Hills and the pubs around, you know, entertainment <coughs> quarter that are going to yeah. be directly benefiting. I, I guess it's probably hard to pinpoint a lot of those people that come to Sydney for the NRL grand final will probably stay in the city mm. um, and, and eat and drink there. But
0: um, I'd, I'd love to go on the road. Love it. But you're 100% right. I mean, the Allianz Stadium's kind of the elephant in the room there, isn't it? It's the newest, yeah. shiniest stadium in Australia, and it's yet to be opened, and it should be the centrepiece for the game, but it doesn't have the seats Hasn't and the capacity to. that a core stadium has, which doesn't have the atmosphere, as Maggie says, that an Allianz and the surrounding suburbs have. I, I reckon they've got it totally wrong. Yep. the way.
1: So, so we're neither here nor there. So you either invest in a core stadium, so you've got a world-class facility that can attract big concerts, uh, Rugby World Cups, mm. FIFA World Cups. And we haven't done that one up. And then we've put one up for basically one NRL team. Let's be honest, for the Sydney Roosters, the the Rabbitohs want to go there and there's some pushback on that. Um, and there's not a, a lot of other tenants there. You'll get some A-League or whatever. And we've got all these suburban grounds that are crumbling. You, you've had a stadium collapse in, at Leichhardt Oval and, and yeah. thankfully people weren't injured. Mm. Um, and now Stuart Ayres has made sure that his constituents out at uh, the Penrith will be looked after. But I mean, that doesn't need a stadium as badly as some of the other areas. Are. Like look at Brookvale, where I'll be going uh, this, this afternoon. Cool. Like it's we've got it totally
2: totally Um Just a question on Souths playing at the new SFS. How long have Souths been out at a core? Because I I remember when I was younger they were at SFS, right? And that's much closer to Redfern and their heartland yeah. than than it's homebush.
1: It it's been it's been a long time and that the whole deal was that they needed what used to be ANZ Stadium to to have some content and they the money that they offered teams to play there was was really, great. really good. And okay. that's why they've been there. And it's been a good move for South in that they've expanded their base for a long time. They've had the highest membership take-up of any NRL club, certainly in Sydney. Um, but, look, clearly we've got a brand-new stadium in their heartland. It makes sense for them to do it. But the, the issue is they're going to have to sacrifice some money in order to do so. They're not going to get the same financial deal that they would have at a a
0: core Stadium, Allianz Stadium, both venues, New South Wales... Stadiums, so they can't play each other. So they <laughs> they can't play, can't play them see where I'm headed. Right? Yeah, I can yeah. see where you're headed. Yeah, hundred percent. Because and if we're going, if we're going NFL style, the, the the really good outcome would be to have stadium versus stadium start to put up their hands. So here at Combank Stadium, for instance, put up their hand and say, "No, we'll take it. And we'll put on a, a ripping show against SunCorp, for instance." But obviously, the money has got to come from the same pot. It's it's interesting too. Like in, ha, ha, I'm really
1: interested to see how we start next year because there's a push from Perth, Optus Stadium yep. over there, to host a double header to start next NRL season. There's also been talk about potentially taking a game to the US, so that would be Souths and Manly. Really? So th- we could have a situation at the start of next year, and obviously we, with the Dolphins coming in, they're going to have a home game up north as well if some of those things come to pass, there might not be a lot of premium content in Sydney for those first couple of weeks of the
0: NRL season. So what happens then, and let us know, listeners, if you think that this is a good idea, that the grand final after this year goes towards a Super Bowl, the highest bidder, and and what do they have to put on the table? Is it just money? Because if it's just money, it it, it will just be the, the um, the, the government with the biggest coffers to play with. So... What do you, as a fan, want to see for the uh, NRL Grand Final going forward? 0457 736 736 is the text line. How do you think that scenario then plays out? We're, we're not there yet, but what would be the criteria, reckon, when they start going, OK, the NRL Grand Final's up for sale. It's aside from money. Let's put the money aside. What else do they want? I think once you put money aside, you have
1: to give serious consideration to how somehow acknowledging what New Zealand has gone through. What they haven't had... World-class rugby league for a long, long time, and I don't know whether you know their tourism events will throw as much money at it as as perhaps the um, Australian state governments. But at some point, we have to have some more premium content in there. So the Warriors haven't been home for two and a half years. Mm. Um, you know, we used to have uh, uh, Auckland Nines, which we no longer have. Surely that has to be a, a consideration at some point. Now I'm hearing boys trip. Oh, I'm here on boys trip. No, what the Grand then, Final in New Zealand, the, that is lit. The bandwagon you want to be on is um South versus Manly somewhere in the US. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be that's the junket. Vegas.
0: What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I've
1: actually got a uh, hopefully a Vegas trip uh, booked later in the year. Tim Zoo will be uh oh, fighting yep, in Vegas. Yep, yep. And I'm doing everything in my power yeah. to ensure yeah. that I'll be there for the for the full build-up. You know, yeah. hopefully I'm yeah. talking ten days in advance.
0: Well, you got to know, you got to do your research. Well, well, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what what so could no, possibly no, go wrong?
2: No ground yet for Manly South. It's still to be confirmed,
1: but it'll probably be in um, uh, probably in LA. At some
2: somewhere potentially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Warm.
0: Some of the yeah, some of the other issues, obviously uh, leading into this weekend um, around the Newcastle Knights. Just get to that in a sec. But this online abuse of Jackson Palo that it's happened after the game the other night. Um, what's the NRL? I mean, what what situation does the NRL face in this? Because it's almost impossible to stop, to prevent, to crack down on.
1: No, but South have experienced, unfortunately, in this area with Latrell, like, yeah. like to the point and. Um, we've actually seen some people um, taken to court and you know um, convicted for you know harassing and stalking and menacing and, and the like. So it's it's a really sad situation. Look, he had a he had a stinker of a game. It happens. We all have a bad day in the office, but no one should ever have to um, put up with some of the vile abuse that that happened there. It got to the point where the Rabbitohs actually had to turn their comments off right. um, on on some of the posts that they put up because you know that's how vile some of the abuse and pile-on was. So um, South Sydney have said, we'll give you every support. If you want to escalate it, if you want to make it a police matter, whatever you want to do, we're going to help you and, and uh, we'll back you all the way.
0: Yeah, it's uh, we had a good chat about it at the SCG uh, last week, Maggie, when Seebs was in here as well. So it's just a, another issue that league players, that professional athletes have to uh, face in 2022. So back to the Newcastle Knights. Is is that all done and dusted there? are they Are they... Back on track? <laughs> they are a long, long Which way. Which track is that? <laughs> they
1: are a long way from being on track. I-, I can imagine being Peter Parr and like he's only been there for, what, maybe three weeks and just he's put the thing up on the hoist and just gone, what have I walked into? Mm, yeah. Like in that very short period of time, they had the, the ham-fisted way that the Dave Clemmer thing was handled. Like that somehow became a human resources issue because he
0: didn't want to come off the field. Yeah. You had um, there was you know. A... But see, hang on, just on that. That's what I want as a Newcastle fan. I don't want to don't see want to come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see, I'd, yeah. I'd be. I wouldn't be holding that up as some sort of human resources issue. I'd be no. holding that up as this is what we need to stand for. Yep. We got a bloke here in a in a crap season where it's all gone pear shaped, who's prepared to stick it up the trainer and say, "No, I don't want to come off the field," which is yep. going against yep. the team, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I understand
1: that, but but yeah, like he's actually showing passion for the club. Yeah, yeah, yep. and fight unfortunately there wasn't much fight from uh, Bradman Beston, and Henry oh. <laughs> when they couldn't make the team bus after getting on the ink the night before i mean there was that issue you had there was even a, a allegation of, of racist abuse to a um a lower grade player and then of course you had toilet gate um which well <laughs> how long have we got like on, honestly <laughs> like that was just Incredible, and I love Old Man Ponga. Andre's come out oh, and quickly dear. controlled the narrative there. Yeah, yeah. but but no matter how you, you spin it, like there's, it's not good, is it? Like it, you've got the captain of, of the club while his team is playing, trying to avoid the wooden spoon. Um, he's had numerous concussions. He's been off for of five HIAs on three of those occasions. He couldn't come yeah. back. And in Peter Pas's press conference, he said, "Well, nobody said that he couldn't drink." And it's like, "Well, nobody said that he he couldn't hit his head with a frying pan or whatever else." But yeah, yeah, having just, just do having it. just been through so many concussions to the point where you can't play again this season, you certainly don't do that. And that's if we do accept Andre's uh, version of events, which, which we won't, which, which, no, is, one which yeah, no one will, which
2: no one will. Sometimes, sometimes the excuses they roll out, I find a little bit insulting to the intelligence of yeah. the viewer. The same thing that happened when Brendan Smith and uh, Cameron Munster had a mysterious white powder, which could have been Omo now or... talking Omo, yeah, yeah, give me a break, like the average punter is not that dumb that they don 't know what Kalen and uh, man. and Kurtman were doing in a cubicle together it's it 's not it 's not rocket science to figure that out, but when they roll out the. You know, he was sick, so his mate went into a cubicle with him to help him. Like, Come on, don't, well, don't that, insult our intelligence. That's
0: why you have somebody like Peter Parr at the club. Yeah. And Peter Parr, unfortunately, Andre Ponga got out before Peter Parr did. Peter played it um, perfectly. He said a whole lot of nothing, whilst Andre Ponga came out and said something that was just totally fantasy land and completely unbelievable. And to your point, Maggie, people go, mate, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas The Professional came out, he's seen that movie a thousand times, he knows how to deal with it. He didn't say a lot, but he at least addressed the issue for the press, which is but, what they wanted. But
1: what, what was the point of having the press conference? Yeah. It, it's in the hands of the integrity unit. I can't say anything. Well, that was the point. Yeah. Yeah, that was exactly yeah, yeah. the point. But, but what the NRO have done as well is I think they've tried to put the fear of God into them. So if... You know, and obviously this is t- totally hypothetical. But if an illegal substance, i.e., cocaine, was used, it would have been out of their system by the time the testers actually got there on Tuesday. Um, there's been some talk about the NRL want, wanting to do hair follicle testing, and the RLPA are just going over our dead body. Like yep. you know, yeah, <laughs> you, you've come, you've named and shamed these guys, because all of those in-house drug tests are meant to be just that, in-house and confidential. So they they are ropeable, but I think it was just a bit of a shot across the bow, like from the NRL, just to say, boys. Yeah, no, I saw it.
2: Look out! I saw a picture, a, a meme on the internet during the week saying the new hairstyle if NRL players are submitted. Uh, submitted to hair follicle testing and it's a ball-shaped bald <laughs> <laughs> head. We'll have no players there's left. There's
1: actually a, a, a case, I think it was in the AFL, where they wanted to do the hair follicle testing, but a particular player had shaven down every single oh. part of their body and they couldn't, they couldn't get anything. <laughs> the old yeah. alopecia call. Yeah.
0: Eh? Yeah. Uh, look where that one came from. This is Crunch Time. We are at Combank Stadium today with the Eels. We'll take on the Bulldogs. You can join us anytime. one 0111 1170 is the open line number, or hit us up on text 0457 736 736. A good flu remedy, Boddington's Irish Moss. Oh, that Ooh. rings a bell, but the Irish Moss part I'm trying to sort of work out. Uh, a good flu remedy, forget about COVID, we've gone through that. It's the flu that's smashing everyone up. And shot of brandy always works, Maddie. Yeah, that'll <laughs> that'll fix me for this afternoon. And you can find us at Twitter at 1170 SEN. After the break, we'll look back at Friday Night Footy.